Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss, and I'm continually encouraged night after night to remain in my Creator, which in turn has helped me to grow in so many ways, even as I sleep. And I hope you find that same encouragement as well as you listen. And you can have full access to all our sleep stories, commercial free. Just text the word ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the Abide app. Just text ABIDE to 22433. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, and welcome to the sleep story from Abide. I'm Melissa. Thanks for joining me tonight for the depths of his love. Tonight's story will take us on an adventure to a tiny island nation in the Atlantic Ocean, just a few hundred miles off the coast of North Carolina. You'll find the country of Bermuda. While visiting this beautiful island, you'll see the magnificence of the ocean, experience the beauty of culture, and ultimately see the wonders of the crystal caves as we wander into its depths. As this story takes you from the heights of the sky all the way down to the depths of the crystal caves, you'll be reminded just how vast God's love for you truly is. As you admire the beauty of the caves, you'll reflect upon the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3, verses 17 through 19, which says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God indeed the love of God is long and high and wide and deep and it is evidenced in the way that he leads and provides and cares for you the love of God is a love that surpasses knowledge and it will be seen tonight as you explore the majestic caves before we begin our Bermudan adventure take a few moments to prepare for a good night's sleep turn off your lights and climb into bed get into a cozy and comfortable position take a slow deep breath give deliberate thought to your breathing allowing the Lord to bring release and peace to your mind as you breathe now breathe in slowly through your nose to the count of one two three and pause for a moment before exhaling through your mouth again on the count of three one two three think about your day 
Now, before you let any worries or frustrations take over, choose instead to surrender it to God. Today is over. There's nothing more for you to do except to lay your worries and concerns at the throne of God and trust that He will take care of them. Acknowledge to the Lord any worries that linger in your mind tonight. As each thought comes to your attention, imagine yourself gently laying it at the throne of God. Let this mental image be an act of surrender to trust in God to be your provider and sustainer. Take another slow, deep breath and recognize God's kindness and graciousness. As you lie in bed, take a mental scan of your body. Notice any aches or discomforts that might prevent you from sleeping well tonight. As each ache comes to mind, ask God to release any tension or pain and to fill you with a peacefulness that allows you to rest well tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beloved child of yours. I pray, along with the Apostle Paul, that tonight they would grasp how wide and long and high and deep your love is for them. As they see and experience the wonder of the crystal caves, would you remind them that your love goes deeper still? If they are restless and weary, let their hearts rest in the promise of Proverbs 3, verse 24, which says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Oh God, let their sleep be sweet tonight, I pray. Let them fully lay their worries and fears at the foot of the cross, trusting that you will provide for them and take care of their needs. God, we recognize that while we are desperately dependent on sleep, you reign supreme over all things. Remind your beloved that they can sleep peacefully because of you. Because you, O Lord, are over it all. We give you all the praise. Amen. Join me now for this journey to the Crystal Caves in Bermuda, which begins on an airplane. As we approach this small island that holds tremendous history and a world of adventure. The island nation of Bermuda is barely 20 square miles. It is long and thin, and you can hardly see it in the distance until you're approaching for landing. The islands that make up Bermuda form the shape of a fish hook, or perhaps the letter J. The water of the Atlantic Ocean is a deep, dark blue all around. But as you draw closer, 
and begin to see the land of the Bermudian Island, you notice the changing shades of blue in the water. All around the island for a few hundred yards, spanning out into the ocean, the water takes on a glassy turquoise. You're amazed at the sharp contrast it has to the dark blue of the deeper water. Thinking how it looks as though someone is colored in the different shades of blue. The next thing you notice is the other world of blue. The blue of the sky above. From your view on the airplane, you can see for hundreds of miles. The blue of the ocean looks picturesque against the blue of the sky. The sun is shining brightly. And you notice a faint layer of clouds in the distance. The water looks peaceful from above and you anticipate your coming adventure. Let us pause for a moment to give thanks to God for the beauty of the world he has created. Praise him for the changing colors of the ocean's water. Celebrate the color of the sky above and how it contrasts to the color of the water below. Give thanks for the light of the sun shining brightly in the sky enabling you to see the beauty of all that God has created in this place. You land easily and smoothly on the island and begin your adventure of exploration. Bermuda is made up of nine parishes, like states or provinces, although they function very differently. Uniquely, Eight of the nine parishes have exactly the same landmass, while the ninth, St. George's Parish, is a little bit bigger. St. George's Parish is named in part for the founder of Bermuda, Admiral Sir George Somers, and was also the first of all parishes to be colonized. We are on our way to the Hamilton Parish, right next to St. George's Parish, where we will see and experience the crystal and fantasy caves, a landmark in Bermuda and the destination of many tourists and adventurers. As you exit the airport, you instantly feel the warmth of the ocean air. You learn that you're never more than a quarter mile from the ocean at any point while on the island of Bermuda. The water seems accessible everywhere, and you feel the unique feeling of ocean air as soon as you walk outside. Amidst the warmth emanating from the spring sun, you feel a light ocean breeze. You look up at the bright blue sky and smile. You take a slow, deep breath, admiring the beauty and exhaling in gratitude. You're greeted by a guide who leads you to a waiting car. Welcome to Bermuda. I am your guide, Joshua, he says in a British accent. Are you ready to explore this beautiful island? You smile and nod. 
hopping in the car and immediately rolling down the windows, unwilling to part from the cool breeze on your face. As you drive, you notice that none of the buildings or homes are very tall, and they all have the same identical white roof. You make a mental note to ask your guide about it. The first place Joshua takes you is to the Swizzle Inn. He parks the car, and you walk up toward the two-story building. You take in the dark, burnt orange color of the building, admiring the white trim along the pillars and roof. You notice that in addition to the patio on the main level, the second floor also has an open-air patio. There's a brass railing about waist height that goes all the way around the second floor patio. As you take in the warmth of the sun with the ocean breeze, you understand why they have so much patio space, and you wonder if the locals love being outside just as much as the visitors. You make your way inside, where you're instantly struck with the aroma of a home-cooked meal. Although it's a restaurant, and seems to be a busy one at that, it smells just like a family kitchen. Tasteful aromas wafting through the restaurant, and enticing visitors to sit and stay a while. As you look around, you consider that it's a slightly dimmer atmosphere than you would have expected. The walls are covered from floor to ceiling with all sorts of memorabilia. Business cards, dollar bills, and even tasteful graffiti covers the walls. Joshua beams with pride as he waves his arm toward the walls and ceiling. Isn't it wonderful, he asks? The Swizzle Inn is the oldest pub in Bermuda. And hands down, it serves the best food. Let's grab a table and you can see for yourself. You make your way to a table. And after perusing the menu, you make a selection from the Swizzle Inn favorites. And Joshua convinces you to order their Hallmark drink. A fruity mix of pineapple, orange, and lime juice. The drink comes and you are instantly a fan of this Bermundian favorite. The bright flavor of the pineapple is perfectly offset by the sweetness of the orange. And the tart taste of the lime rounds it all out. By the time the meal has arrived, you're on your second. As you eat, Joshua tells you about the unique little island that you will continue to explore and enjoy today. You learn that the first settlers to Bermuda arrived by shipwreck, and though many had arrived this way in the past and had left, three people decided to stay and started a civilization. You learn that the iconic pink sand beaches are a phenomenon that occurs when a particular organism found in the coral reef dies and washes ashore. It's the interaction of the organism with the sun and sand that turns it a rosy hue. You learn that there's a unique species of glowworms on the island called Bermuda fireworm. 
every summer, three weeks after the full moon, the female worms appear in the bay and give off a bioluminescent bright green glow as they linger in the water, hoping to attract the attention of the male fireworms. There's so many lovely things about this little island, and it fills you with excitement for the rest of the explorations you'll have. Since you're learning so much, you take the opportunity to ask Joshua about the roofs on the homes. Why are they all identical? Why does it look like there are steps on every roof? Joshua smiles. That's just what I was going to share next, he says. Believe it or not, there is no source of fresh water on the entire island of Bermuda. And so, back in the 17th century, someone had the idea to build roofs atop each home that were designed to catch and collect rainwater. The roofs are made of white limestone, and the stair-step design helps to slow down the rain as it falls, so more is caught and stored in a tank. Even after all these years, the exact same system is used. Every home has a tank that stores the collected water, and that's what we live off of. You pause, amazed. You can't imagine living on an island where your only source of fresh water is from the rainfall. You marvel at the creativity of the early settlers to concoct such a unique and brilliant way to make the most of the water given to them by God. You take a moment to acknowledge God's mastery and the wonderful way that he has designed his world. Here again, Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church. He prayed that they would grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and that they might know the love that surpasses knowledge. Pause for a moment to fully experience God's love. Open your heart to receive the love that is more expansive and all-encompassing than anything else in life. With lunch finished, you follow Joshua back to the car where you set off for the main event of this adventure. Your destination is the Crystal and Fantasy Caves. As you drive, Joshua tells you the history of the caves. Back in the year 1907, two teenage Brumundian boys were playing a lively game of cricket in a field. The ball flew over the head of one of the boys, and not wanting to risk the loss, he chased after it, determined to find it in the grassy knoll where it seemed to have gone. As he continued to look, he found a hole which he followed, crawling deeper and deeper. He soon discovered that this was no ordinary hole, nor just a simple cave. The boys had discovered a phenomenal natural wonder. You arrive at the Crystal Caves, and after purchasing a ticket, follow the signs to the staircase. As soon as you round the first corner, you feel the shift in the environment. The air feels cooler. 
and there is even a slight breeze. You take a deep breath, smelling the change from the fresh air outside to the mustiness of being underground. You find it oddly refreshing, and you feel an excitement to continue exploring. You round a corner and see the stairs that will lead your descent into the caves. The start of the staircase is as wide as a doorway, but slowly opens up as you make your way down. The metal guardrail is cool beneath your hand as you reach out to hold it, and you walk down the steps. After only a few steps, you begin to see the stalactites hanging from the roof of the cave. The majority of them are brilliant white, as white as sugar, while others have hues of pinks and browns. Just a few more steps, and the cave opens up. This underground world is astounding. You're surprised at how deep it goes and how much space remains above you at many points, while in some areas, you have to duck to avoid a stalactite. In others, you would not be able to touch the rocks overhead, even with your hands outstretched above you. It feels wide and big. You notice the wooden path like a boardwalk, you might see, leading you to the beach. It seems to go on endlessly, though you know you couldn't possibly go very far. The cavern is well lit, and you're amazed at the details you can see in the rock formations all around you. The air feels cool and misty on your skin, and although you're underground in a cave, you feel comfortable and safe. You imagine how many people must have walked right above this space for how many hundreds of years, never knowing the majesty that was hidden beneath their feet. You continue walking, and you find the wooden path is now leading you over a cleared lake. This lake has been there since the cave was first discovered. Perfectly clear water, that runs more than 50 feet deep. You can see straight through to the bottom, where stalagmites and rocks of all shapes and sizes sit encased by the water. You continue your walk forward on the suspended boardwalk-like path and begin to wonder just how many stalactites there must be here. You imagine the slow formation as drops of water slowly dripped from the cave ceiling. You think of the tedium and monotony of dripping water and wonder how it could possibly lead to something so majestic and extravagant. And you think of God. You think of how extravagantly he loves you. You think of how he never finds caring for you or leading you or blessing you to be tedious or monotonous. You remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3 when he urges believers to lean on God's tremendous love for them when he says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long 
and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God gracious Heavenly Father thank you for loving us with an extravagant type of love thank you for this dear child of yours I pray tonight that they would truly grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love that you have for them that they might be filled with your fullness as they remember that there is no height and no depth that is higher or deeper than the tender love you have for them let these promises bring them peaceful rest tonight in Jesus name amen as wonderful and majestic as the crystal caves in Bermuda might be there is nothing more wonderful than to find rest in the loving arms of your Heavenly Father tonight as you sleep remember the depth of God's heart for you and receive the peace of Christ that passes all understanding let this peace be your comfort and your strength let's listen again to the sleep story about the depths of God's love for you which begins on an airplane as we approach this small island that holds tremendous history and a world of adventure the island nation of Bermuda is barely 20 square miles it is long and thin and you can hardly see it in the distance until you're approaching for landing the islands that make up Bermuda form the shape of a fish hook or perhaps the letter J the water of the Atlantic Ocean is a deep dark blue all around but as you draw closer and begin to see the land of the Bermudian Island you notice the changing shades of blue in the water all around the island for a few hundred yards spanning out into the ocean the water takes on a glassy turquoise you're amazed at the sharp contrast it has to the dark blue of the deeper water thinking how it looks as though someone is colored in the different shades of blue the next thing you notice is the other world of blue the blue of the sky above from your view on the airplane you can see for hundreds of miles the blue of the ocean looks picturesque against the blue of the sky the Sun is shining brightly and you notice a faint layer of clouds in the distance the water looks peaceful from above and you anticipate your coming adventure let us pause for a moment to give thanks to God for the beauty of the world he has created praise him for the changing colors of the ocean's water celebrate the color of the sky above and how it contrasts to the color of the water below 
give thanks for the light of the sun shining brightly in the sky, enabling you to see the beauty of all that God has created in this place. You land easily and smoothly on the island and begin your adventure of exploration. Bermuda is made up of nine parishes, like states or provinces, although they function very differently. Uniquely, eight of the nine parishes have exactly the same landmass, while the ninth, St. George's Parish, is a little bit bigger. St. George's Parish is named in part for the founder of Bermuda, Admiral Sir George Somers, and was also the first of all parishes to be colonized. We're on our way to the Hamilton Parish, right next to St. George's Parish, where we will see and experience the Crystal and Fantasy Caves, a landmark in Bermuda and the destination of many tourists and adventurers. As you exit the airport, you instantly feel the warmth of the ocean air. You learn that you're never more than a quarter mile from the ocean at any point while on the island of Bermuda. The water seems accessible everywhere, and you feel the unique feeling of ocean air as soon as you walk outside. Amidst the warmth emanating from the spring sun, you feel a light ocean breeze. You look up at the bright blue sky and smile. You take a slow, deep breath, admiring the beauty and exhaling in gratitude. You're greeted by a guide who leads you to a waiting car. Welcome to Bermuda. I am your guide, Joshua, he says in a British accent. Are you ready to explore this beautiful island? You smile and nod, hopping in the car and immediately rolling down the windows, unwilling to part from the cool breeze on your face. As you drive, you notice that none of the buildings or homes are very tall, and they all have the same identical white roof. You make a mental note to ask your guide about it. The first place Joshua takes you is to the Swizzle Inn. He parks the car, and you walk up toward the two-story building. You take in the dark, burnt orange color of the building, admiring the white trim along the pillars and roof. You notice that in addition to the patio on the main level, the second floor also has an open-air patio. There's a brass railing about waist height that goes all the way around the second floor patio. As you take in the warmth of the sun with the ocean breeze, you understand why they have so much patio space, and you wonder if the locals love being outside just as much as the visitors. You make your way inside, where you're instantly struck with the aroma of a home-cooked meal. Although it's a restaurant, and seems to be a busy one at that. It smells just like a family kitchen. Tasteful aromas, 
wafting through the restaurant and enticing visitors to sit and stay a while. As you look around, you consider that it's a slightly dimmer atmosphere than you would have expected. The walls are covered from floor to ceiling with all sorts of memorabilia. Business cards, dollar bills, and even tasteful graffiti covers the walls. Joshua beams with pride as he waves his arm toward the walls and ceiling. Isn't it wonderful, he asks. The Swizzle Inn is the oldest pub in Bermuda, and hands down, it serves the best food. Let's grab a table and you can see for yourself. You make your way to a table, and after perusing the menu, you make a selection from the Swizzle Inn favorites, and Joshua convinces you to order their Hallmark drink, a fruity mix of pineapple, orange, and lime juice. The drink comes and you are instantly a fan of this Bermundian favorite. The bright flavor of the pineapple is perfectly offset by the sweetness of the orange. And the tart taste of the lime rounds it all out. By the time the meal has arrived, you're on your second. As you eat, Joshua tells you about the unique little island that you will continue to explore and enjoy today. You learn that the first settlers to Bermuda arrived by shipwreck, and though many had arrived this way in the past and had left, three people decided to stay and started a civilization. You learn that the iconic pink sand beaches are a phenomenon that occurs when a particular organism found in the coral reef dies and washes ashore. It's the interaction of the organism with the sun and sand that turns it a rosy hue. You learn that there's a unique species of glowworms on the island called Bermuda fireworm. Every summer, three weeks after the full moon, the female worms appear in the bay and give off a bioluminescent bright green glow as they linger in the water hoping to attract the attention of the male fireworms. There's so many lovely things about this little island, and it fills you with excitement for the rest of the explorations you'll have. Since you're learning so much, you take the opportunity to ask Joshua about the roofs on the homes. Why are they all identical? Why does it look like there are steps on every roof? Joshua smiles. That's just what I was going to share next, he says. Believe it or not, there is no source of fresh water on the entire island of Bermuda. And so, back in the 17th century, someone had the idea to build roofs atop each home that were designed to catch and collect rainwater. The roofs are made of white limestone and the stair-step design helps to slow down the rain as it falls, so more is caught and stored in a tank. Even after all these years, the exact same system is used. Every home has a tank that stores the collected water, and that's what we live off of. You pause, amazed. 
You can't imagine living on an island where your only source of fresh water is from the rainfall. You marvel at the creativity of the early settlers to concoct such a unique and brilliant way to make the most of the water given to them by God. You take a moment to acknowledge God's mastery and the wonderful way that he has designed his world. Here again, Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church. He prayed that they would grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and that they might know the love that surpasses knowledge. Pause for a moment to fully experience God's love. Open your heart to receive the love that is more expansive and all-encompassing than anything else in life. With lunch finished, you follow Joshua back to the car where you set off for the main event of this adventure. Your destination is the Crystal and Fantasy Caves. As you drive, Joshua tells you the history of the caves. Back in the year 1907, two teenage Burmundian boys were playing a lively game of cricket in a field. The ball flew over the head of one of the boys, and not wanting to risk the loss, he chased after it, determined to find it in the grassy knoll where it seemed to have gone. As he continued to look, he found a hole which he followed, crawling deeper and deeper. He soon discovered that this was no ordinary hole, nor just a simple cave. The boys had discovered a phenomenal natural wonder. You arrive at the Crystal Caves, and after purchasing a ticket, follow the signs to the staircase. As soon as you round the first corner, you feel the shift in the environment. The air feels cooler, and there's even a slight breeze. You take a deep breath, smelling the change from the fresh air outside to the mustiness of being underground. You find it oddly refreshing, and you feel an excitement to continue exploring. You round a corner and see the stairs that will lead your descent into the caves. The start of the staircase is as wide as a doorway, but slowly opens up as you make your way down. The metal guardrail is cool beneath your hand as you reach out to hold it, and you walk down the steps. After only a few steps, you begin to see the stalactites hanging from the roof of the cave. The majority of them are brilliant white, as white as sugar, while others have hues of pinks and browns. Just a few more steps, and the cave opens up. This underground world is astounding. You're surprised at how deep it goes and how much space remains above you at many points, while in some areas, you have to duck to avoid a stalactite. In others, you would not be able to touch the rocks overhead, even with your hands outstretched above you. It feels wide and big. 
you notice the wooden path like a boardwalk you might see leading you to the beach. It seems to go on endlessly, though you know you couldn't possibly go very far. The cavern is well lit, and you're amazed at the details you can see in the rock formations all around you. The air feels cool and misty on your skin, and although you're underground in a cave, you feel comfortable and safe. You imagine how many people must have walked right above this space for how many hundreds of years, never knowing the majesty that was hidden beneath their feet. You continue walking, and you find the wooden path is now leading you over a cleared lake. This lake has been there since the cave was first discovered. Perfectly clear water that runs more than 50 feet deep. You can see straight through to the bottom, where stalagmites and rocks of all shapes and sizes sit encased by the water. You continue your walk forward on the suspended boardwalk-like path and begin to wonder just how many stalactites there must be here. You imagine the slow formation as drops of water slowly dripped from the cave ceiling. You think of the tedium and monotony of dripping water and wonder how it could possibly lead to something so majestic and extravagant. And you think of God. You think of how extravagantly he loves you. You think of how he never finds caring for you or leading you or blessing you to be tedious or monotonous. You remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3 when he urges believers to lean on God's tremendous love for them when he says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us with an extravagant type of love. Thank you for this dear child of yours. I pray tonight that they would truly grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love that you have for them that they might be filled with your fullness as they remember that there is no height and no depth that is higher or deeper than the tender love you have for them. Let these promises bring them peaceful rest tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. As wonderful and majestic as the crystal caves in Bermuda might be, there is nothing more wonderful than to find rest in the loving arms of your Heavenly Father. Tonight, as you sleep, remember the depth of God's heart for you and receive the peace of Christ that passes all understanding. Let this peace be your comfort and your strength. 